Fred Durst? He's like Iggy. Oh, I, I, you, you are sorely mistaken. I, I, I... Play something from uh, $3 Bill, y'all. What is that? That's the, uh, the landmark Limp Biscuit album. Uh, Limp Biscuit? Oh, my God. I mean, they, they... Wait, you don't agree that those are the most crucial grooves you've heard since Funkadelic? Uh, what, Limp Biscuit grooves? Yeah, absolutely, It's I like know. the ultimate cross between, between Funkadelic and Rob Tyner. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree at all. Oh, you do not deserve a radio show. CITR 101.9 FM, your crucial groove station. It's just a lot of BS.
like you've never ever seen before. Never in your dreams could you ever think I've seen so sure. And show you things like you've never seen, no, never ever ever seen before. Like the spring sunlight, day and night, would you ever ever get to You can be another part of me If you really want to Deep, deep inside the things you see But never ever see through See through I can show you things I've never seen No, never ever ever seen before Like the wind before the start of day Has never, ever heard the morning say You could be another part of me If you really want to Be deep inside the things you see But never, ever see through See through Like a dream before you wait to see It's better, yeah, it's better feel with me Good evening and welcome to yet another installment of Stereoscopic Readout. This is your source for psychedelia, garage rock, freak beat, acid punk, folk rock, progressive rock, and other musically and socially relevant artifacts from 1965 to today with your host, Darren, who is me. And you're listening to 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio, and the second of our post-funding drive, 20-aught-eight shows, and I have the pleasure to announce that we not only beat our total of $15,000 in this year's funding drive, but um, I think the final total, given this will come down when people start welching on their pledges, was $21,893.35 once you calculate all the money that was donated online and the money from the great post or funding drive rap show on Saturday 
last Saturday at the Biltmore. I wish I could have been there, but Jen Smythe and I were down at Pub 340 doing our liquid light show thing for the Unknown Soldiers. So I wish I could have been there, but I wasn't. So um, I guess by the end of the... It's being close to the end of the year. Um, it's one of those... This is going to be one of those shows where I'm sort of cleaning out the closet looking at stuff I haven't played and wondering why haven't I played it yet. So this is going to be a show uh, mostly of things I haven't played before or things I haven't played a whole lot of before. And and there might be a couple of exceptions coming up, but started that off with the Beatles with Blue Jay Way, a George Harrison composition. It popped up in on the soundtrack to... Ooh, Magical Mystery Tour. <laughs> From the Magical Mystery Tour soundtrack. It's one of the tunes he wrote during the summer of 19... Late summer and early autumn of 1967. Um, George Harrison actually got pretty tired of being a Beatle by late 1966. And after the whole being roughed, um, being manhandled by, um, what's his name? Ferdinand Marcos's, um, hired thugs at Manila airport in the Philippines. And then after the, I guess, uh, open hostility and death threats that they received in the United States after John's were more popular than Jesus comment was published, uh, there was one point when John or George Harrison actually did flat out say he was leaving the group, not threatening to leave the group, but he actually said he was leaving the group. But Which is why after the show at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, which turned out to be their last ever show or sort of official concert as a group, if you uh, don't count the 1969 performance on top of the Apple Building at Savile Row in London, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, George basically threatened, said he was quitting the band, So which is why there's this huge gap after they got back from the United States on that tour and the release of the Penny Lane Strawberry Fields Forever double-A-sided single in early 1967 when they weren't doing very much. Um, George just basically decamped to India for a bit and... It was, I guess it was the longest period of time they'd actually had off from being the Beatles since the band had been signed by EMI. But George was just really... It took George a long time to be regain his interest in being a Beatle. Uh, if you look at the, at the tracks that he did commit to tape in 1967, only a Northern song, which was essentially his sort of satirical poke at um, Northern Songs, the publishing company, which Paul and, George, which Paul and John Joint owned in addition to a number of other interested parties, but George was merely signed as a songwriter, um, which was purposely left off Sgt. Pepper's because it was just a clearly inferior track, which um, he was basically taking the piss. He was just, like, not interested in it. Um, songs like Blue Jay Way, songs like It's All Too Much, which is actually a song I like a whole lot, but it, they were just 
not there was no energy in him um there's just no interest you could tell if by listening to the lyrics that he's just not putting a whole lot of thought or at least not the thought that he would have put into songs like love you too or tax man or thing for yourself so i'm babbling anyway that was blue J- started that with blue jay way by the beatles and then continued with i can show you by rupert's people one of those bands i wish i could tell you more about but i can't because um it's on a compilation that just has no liner notes, and I really hate it when they do that. But it's fairly common, especially amongst the British compilations. Anyway, we are carrying on. This is the association, and they are singing about the club that was the center point of the 1966 Sunset Strip riots. That is not it. What the frig is... Okay, here we go. This is the song. I have walked along the paths of dark and light And I have seen the sunrise and I've seen the night I've seen the calm before the storm and then the fight I can't believe I'm part of the coolest club in the world. Uh, club? Yeah? So, uh, what club is that? 
CITR. As a club member, I get ginormous discounts on the Friends of CITR card, which in itself, Timmy, I must say, is pretty amazing. I get dirt cheap prices at stores and shops I'm at all the time anyway. To be honest, it feels like being in a club within a club. Wow. Hey, I want a Friends of CITR card. You don't even have to be a member to get one, although clearly you'd be that much cooler if you were a member. Go purchase your friends a CITR card down at CITR, or at special events they sponsor, such as concerts, membership drives, and shindig. I got it. It feels like having special powers. I go into stores and bam! Discounts. Tis what I said.
We need a drummer to give us the beat. Now we need an electric bass guitar to boom out the low notes. Ah, here you go, yeah. Then we need a regular electric guitar playing some simple chords. Third time's the charm every Tuesday morning, 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
the Glass Family Electrical Band from, oh, somewhere in California anyway. Uh, track from 1968, Agorn, Elements of Complex Variables. Um, they started that set off with the association, kind of a, a band more associated with, no pun intended, um, <clears throat> more with top 40 hits like Along Comes Mary, Windy, Never My Love, Cherish, etc., etc. But in this case, uh, paying homage to the club on Sunset Strip, which was the center point of the 1966 Sunset Strip riots. And in a nutshell, you could track down Dominic Priore's book, Riot on Sunset Strip, which is an excellent accounting of the whole scene in Los Angeles um, in 1965 and 66, or at least up till the end of 1966 anyway. But there is a good chapter on the Sunset Strip riots in December of 1966. But to basically, God, it's complex, um, put it in a nutshell, the clubs on the Strip were kind of being leaned on by the authorities because uh, the Sunset Strip was an unincorporated piece of land in Hollywood, and it was kind of coveted, shall we say, by local big business and real estate interests. But uh, due to its location, actually, in the 20s, a whole lot of clubs sprang up there because it wasn't really governed by city laws at the time. But anyway... um, yeah, the authorities tried to step in in late in 66 and basically just kick the kids off the strip, impose curfews, etc., etc., um, and they rioted over the course of four days. And basically that pretty much killed the strip. The Whiskey A Go-Go kept going, but a lot of the clubs like, um, you know, like Beto Lido's and the, and the Trip and uh, the London Fog didn't really survive. Uh, followed the association oh that and the track was called pandora's golden heebie-jeebies there we go children of the mushroom after that i think another californian band but i'm not sure they could be from the greater la area with august Maz- Mad- august mademoiselle followed that with some current neo psych music from vancouver's the green hour and that was a demo version of Silent Madam, a track that is on their self-titled release from earlier this year. Uh, They will be heading back into the studio again very soon, and hopefully there will be a new album out next summer. And there will be a special present from the Green Hour Band uh, for the Stereoscopic Readout Christmas special coming up whenever my show is that's closest to but not after christmas but you will yeah i'm keeping it secret but it you'll it'll be something not necessarily new but certainly different and interesting anyway my Endel ring also from vancouver and blue wax and then ending with glass family electrical band <clears throat> time appears to be 638 and 7.30 as usual, Bleak is in to do Exquisite Corpse until 9. Um, he should be in this week. I didn't receive any m- note that he's not going to be in. 
uh, like last week. But then again, last week was Turkey and football long weekend in the States. So he had family commitments. And then at 9, Ben is in with Thunderbird Radio Hell. But we still have roughly 50 minutes left. So this is The Scoundrels. We'd better go i 
After Halloween, once the pumpkins get tossed, Mint Records puts on a ridiculously early Christmas party. This year, we've got two nights planned. Night one is on Friday, December 5th. Nardwar night with The Goblins, Kellarissa, 
Lois, the Pack AD, and the Evaporators. Nardwar will be showing his video vault of classic interviews, including Snoop Doggy Dog, Marilyn Manson, Iggy Pop, and lots more. The show is all ages at the Ukrainian Hall, and it starts at 7 p.m. Night 2, Saturday, December 6th, is the 9th annual Ridiculously Early Christmas Party with Vancouver, Bella, The Awkward Stage, Young and Sexy, Hot Panda, The Rambling Ambassadors, and Novelero. This is a licensed 19-plus event at the Cambrian Hall, and it also starts at 7 p.m. All door proceeds will go to the Canadian ALS Society, and the first 75 paid entrants will receive a mysterious gift. Tickets are available at Red Cat, Scratch, and Zulu Records, and are 8 bucks in advance or 10 at the door. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you there. Yes, this Friday. Tomorrow night, in fact, is the all-ages gig at the Ukrainian Hall. But we're not finished with tonight yet. Uh, that last thing you heard was actually a band um, I don't hear much about. I keep trying to track down comps or whatever that has them on it. Um, the only thing I really knew about them was that their name kept popping up on the uh, Fillmore Auditorium posters I collect. Uh, that was H.P. Lovecraft, a San Francisco band from the 67 period. Uh, I think their biggest claim to fame is that they were supposed to have opened for Pink Floyd at their second, I think, the Winterland show, which got cancelled because Sid was basically too far gone uh, into his own head at that point. Um, anyway... At the Mountains of Madness was the track you heard. Started with the Scoundrels. Don't know much. Well, I don't know anything about them. Other than they pop up on Psychedelic Unknowns Volume 11. Come Home With Me was the track. Glass Candle uh, from Milwaukee. That single came out in early 1969. That was Light the Glass Candle. Sunday Funnies. Um, actually, a, a Hispanic sort of garage band from East Los Angeles, 1966, uh, a Pindaric Ode. It was kind of a nice track when I first heard it, and then I just was completely unready for when it just switches around and turns backwards right at the end there, which is pretty cool. And H.P. Lovecraft rounding that set off. So as you know, tomorrow night is the night one of Mint Records' ridiculously early Christmas party, and that's the Evaporators' night. And the first person to call 604-822-2487 and 604-822-CITR will win two spots on the guest list for that show tomorrow night. 822 Two four eight seven. Call now.
I should get a job in a factory Earn my living, think about security Don't know what that means Cause I'm very happy Doing nothing, that's what suits me My mind is acting just as it should be Don't want a work machine Damn, I hate it when the songs end early. Uh, that was a uh, double feature of Herbal Mixture, a British. That was an all-British set, actually, Herbal Mixture. I will get to what they played. And speaking of double feature, I'll be starting the next set with a band called Double Feature. But started that off with Serendipity, um, a track called I'm Flying. I damn those Bam Caruso people. I don't have any information on them. Uh, but interestingly enough, that sort of pipe organ intro pops up on um, the album by Fane Jade, uh, the Fane Jade recital on the last track in the album. So that track in a roundabout way goes out to Jeremy because he's a big Fane Jade fan, but I didn't bring any. Lavender Grove followed them with the track called Lavender Grove off the, good God, what is it? Story of Oak Records, 1964 to 68. There's all kinds of little gems popping up off that. I mean, it's got Baby I Got News for You by Miller, which is enough to justify the purchase of the CD in and of itself. But, uh, yeah. And then Skip Bifferty followed that with On Love. Um, From late 67. And that track actually gets a cover on the Story of Oak Records by a band called Sons of Man. I elected to play a, well, an inferior quality burn of Skip Bifferty. I apologize for that. And two tracks by Herbal Mixture, Please Leave My Mind and Machines. So there you go. We are at 10 minutes past 7 on Stereoscopic Readout on 101.9 FM CITR. And before I start the next feature, which starts with a track 
uh, by a band called Double Feature. Uh, Baby, get your head screwed on. I'd like to send that out to a couple of the girls I've gone out with in my day. Uh, it's a Cat Stevens tune, actually. But uh, those two tickets for the Nardwar Extravag- Mint Records Extravaganza tomorrow night at the Ukrainian Hall are still up for grabs. 822-2487. Two tickets to see the Evaporators featuring CITR's legendary Nardwar at the Ukrainian Hall tomorrow night. 
back with the dying minutes of stereoscopic readout for this week. Um, from the top, double feature with a Cat Stevens composition, Baby Get Your Head Screwed On, that's from 1967, followed by Keith West, uh, erstwhile singer of the band Tomorrow. It was him being sort of groomed as a solo artist and his hit in mid-67 with an uh, excerpt from a teenage opera that pretty much spelled the band Tomorrow's Demise. Um, other notable people in Tomorrow were Twink on drums, who or John Alder, a.k.a. Twink, who went on to play with... Uh, who was that band he played with? The Pretty Things. He went to play with The Pretty Things... Uh, after Viv Price left and then went to play with the legendary Pink Fairies with Vancouver's own Paul Rudolph, actually, on guitar or bass. I can't remember which one he played. And I think Twink these days is living somewhere in British Columbia, but I can't confirm that. It's a little more than a rumor as far as I know. But Keith West on a Saturday. um, Nirvana... Not the one from Seattle, but the one from London with Rainbow Chaser. That is from 1968. Uh, for leadoff track for their album, All of Us, which has a still from a Leni Riefenstahl propaganda film that she made during World War II. Quite a striking cover. Um, Sort of like all these great military leaders led by Julius Caesar and I think, you know, like Napoleon and Ramses II and Alexander the Great are in there all riding through the Valley of Death, which is being uh, represented by a bunch of people lying naked on the ground. Um, Followed up with July, Friendly Man, and then the last thing you heard was Jason Crest with Turquoise Tandem Cycle. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Um, you got a couple of minutes left, so this is as much as Bleak wants it to let it go on is going to be Dead Meadow. I haven't played Dead Meadow in a while, and I haven't played this song in, like, forever. So at her open door, that is it for me. I will see you next week at 6 p.m. on 101.9 FM CITR. <laughs>
Yeah.